What's going on? What's going on, my beautiful brothers and sisters? How are you all doing out there today? Um, I hope all is well. I hope everybody is having a wonderful, wonderful uh, day, blessed time of the year. I mean, I know COVID is is running rampant and we've lost a lot of people, a lot of family members, a lot of friends, a lot of co-workers, you know, um, people have just been dropping left and right due to this virus. And um, everyone is in my prayers. I hope, you know, and pray that um, everyone is getting the help and the assistance that they need uh, to make it through this trying time, this trying time. Um, if you all would do me a favor, go over to that YouTube page, YouTube channel, whatever it is, um, hit the subscription, subscribe, hit the like button, share if you would like, um, I would really, really, really appreciate it. Um, but today I just wanted to talk a little bit to my, to my church folk, um, it's nothing uh, particular. It's just this things that's been on my mind uh, with my church folk. Um, yesterday I posted a post. Uh, the other day I posted a post, and I've just been going through my mind about some things that that I've been seeing that's been uh, going on in the church for a long, long time now. I mean, people go into the church, they do what they want to do, how they want to do it, and they're living just like people are living in the world. However, they go in the church uh, behind a pulpit or behind a, a podium in the pulpit, and then they speak against the things that's going on in the world today. However, they're not even looking at the heresy that's going on in the church. How is it that we can speak against or preach against divorce, uh, fornication, adultery, uh, sexual immoralities, and different things like that, yet all of these things are going on in the church today, and no one is saying anything uh, to the leaders about it. I mean, you have people that's performing all kinds of sexual sins and, and lying and cheating and stealing and being ignorant and and, 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 um, just being, you know, uh, very indignant towards people in the church. Yet they're speaking in tongues, they're singing on the choir, they're playing instruments, and they're doing all kinds of things. People are out here in the church having babies out of wedlock before marriage, uh, uh, with married men and women. And, uh, yet, and still, they still hold these high positions in the church, and then they want to preach against it in the world. Please answer the question, how can we as believers do that? It's, it's very, it's very strange to me that we can talk about someone else's sins, talk about someone else's, you know, shortcomings or mistakes, but we're, we, we're, it's difficult for us to talk about those same things if it's going on with a leader, one of our church leaders or one of the people that's in the church. Um, and and that, that, that bothers me a little bit because, you know, we are to judge one another in the church. You know, we're supposed to go tell a brother or sister that offended us. And, and, and honestly, those things should offend us. 
Oh, you know, when I was in my sin, when I when I was uh, when I committed adultery and, and had a baby, you know, I chastised myself because the spirit chastised me. And I knew that I was not living up to what it is that God had called me to live. So I stepped away from teaching. I stepped away from preaching. I stepped away from the ministry until God said, OK, now it's time for you to be restored. Not until man said it, but until the spirit of God confirmed in my heart, mind, body and soul that it was time for me to come back and do what it is that he called me to do. I mean, as I'm reminded of Peter, when Peter denied Christ, you know, Peter was, you know, was this bold character. He stood for Christ. He said, I'll never let anything happen to you. Yet he denied Christ three times. After he denied Christ, he fell away from ministry. He actually went into a state of depression, you know, and and when Christ, when Yeshua found him, he was on a boat naked and drunk and Yeshua was sitting on the shore. He jumped in the water, swam to Yeshua and Yeshua said, are you going to feed my people? Are you going to feed my sheep? Are you going to feed my people? And Peter said, yes, 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 Lord, I will, you know, but he also got a little discouraged because he said, Lord, why are you continuing to ask me this? I'm telling you, I will do it. I will never deny you again. Christ asked Peter this question three times because Peter denied him three times. So, and Peter answered the question, yes, 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 I've got you, please restore me. And he was restored. So God will restore you through Yeshua. See, we got to also understand that we must ask the Father through the Christ, you know, to restore us through Yeshua, the Christ, to restore us back to that place. But in the church, we don't even we don't even let God do what God need to do. The leader will put a person in a position knowing that this person, knowing that this person is living a life unacceptable. Living a life that's not holy, living a life, you know, out there selling drugs and smoking, smoking drugs and drinking liquor and doing everything else that they 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 are doing. Yet they want to go out and preach against it when another man or woman does it. You know, no one should be in that high position if they're drunkard. No one should be in that high position if their children are unruly. That's Bible. Check out Titus. But yet we have leaders that's in that position. So how can they govern the church in a leadership position if their own home is looking like the world? Now, if you have adult children, you got to walk away from those adult children until they get themselves right with God. You got to let them struggle. You got to let them go through. Are those children, does those children mean more to you than God? Can you are you going to allow your children to cause you to sin? Are you going to allow your wife to cause you to sin? Are you going to allow your parents to cause you to sin? If we're not walking upright, we should not be holding those positions that we're holding in the church. All these prophets out here speaking about cars and houses and money and jewelry and wellness, but they're not speaking against that this this the heresies that's going on in the church today. Everybody has their own doctrine of faith. Everybody has their own theological doctrine, but nobody's going by scripture. We make the scripture fit what it is that we want it to to, to fit in that time. 
We, we, we're so big. So most, some churches anyway, they'll get up and they'll talk about homosexuality, but they won't talk about fornication or adultery. Why? Because they're living in a life of fornication. Because either their wife, they divorced their wife and they, and they got into another relationship or their wife or husband died and then they got into a relationship, but yet they didn't marry the person they're in a relationship with, but yet they still sleep with that person every night. But then want to talk about people doing it. Talk about fasting and praying. But yet they're not fasting or praying. They preach the same messages over and over again because they don't have a fresh anointing. Because they're truly, they're not truly in the face of God. They can't speak about nothing else because they're not experiencing anything. They're not out there evangelizing. They're not out there seeing what's going on in the world. They're, they're, They're in their little bubble. And got people idolizing them. It's like we, the Protestants, the protesters, they walked away from the Catholic Church because because the Pope and and, and all of the, uh, the 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 priests were acting like they were God, that they had to stand in the gap for us when the Holy Spirit stands in the gap for us. And Yeshua, the power of God, is sitting at the right hand, meaning the power of God is make they're they're making intercession for us to to the Father. Because the Father, if the if Yeshua was blood was to leave us, if if the crucifixion never happened, then the Father would see us like filthy rags. Why? Because we're all sin and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. The only reason why we are saved, the only reason why we can have audience with the Father, with Elohim, with El Shaddai, with, you know, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalem, is because Christ, because Yeshua did what he did on Calvary. That's the only reason. And to act like it's more to it than that is is, is, is asinine to me. We cannot go around preaching and teaching against sin, but yet our houses are dirty. We come into the church day in and day out, but nothing in our houses are fixed. And then we force some children to get married because, because they had a baby out of wedlock or they had a baby, you know, uh, before marriage. And we're forcing them to get married. And then the marriages don't last. So now the divorce rate is at an all-time high. Opposed to showing them, you know, listen, if you're going to sin, you're going to you're going to fall out of God's grace. But I would rather you understand the the, the things that are going to happen in your life if you are t- if you do this. We we preach abstinence only, it's not working. So if you preach protection opposed to abstinence, then the the statistics shows you that when you preach protection, that the rate goes down. Sex before marriage rate goes down opposed to preaching abstinence only. Yes, we want them to be abstinent. We don't want them to have sex before marriage. But if you show them, listen, this is how you protect yourself, although I want you to wait till marriage, then most times children will say, okay, cool, I'm not going to do that until marriage. That's like telling people, you know, we 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 in the church, we are so bold to preach against drinking and smoking and all of that stuff. Yet we're doing it inside of the church as well. 
Now, and if we don't, if, if we tell children, listen, I did this, I did that, and this is where it led me, then more often than not, they'll say, okay, I'm going to stay away from that because it, it, it led the old head to, to miss out on this. It led the old head to miss out on that. Be bold for Christ. But Jesus walked with the sinners. He talked with the sinners. He lived amongst the sinners. He lived amongst the sinners. And he only chastised the church. He chastised the synagogues. He chastised the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. That's what that's that's what we're missing today. Nobody is chastising the Pharisees as he described. They talk about all of the sin that's going on in the world, but they refuse to talk about the sin that's going on in the church. I know pastors who have children who have sons and daughters that either paid for abortions or had abortions. I know pastors that get up and preach every day who has daughters and sons that's having children outside of marriage, that's having children with married men and women. But yet they do not speak, they don't, they don't have nothing to say about it. And if they do say something about it, it's like they, they, they brush over it. You cannot preach the full gospel of Christ if you're living in sin yourself. That's why you have to be separated. That's why you have to repent daily. Come on, people of God. What are you doing, truly doing, to bring people into the household of faith? To help people not to see that second death and that hellfire. What are you doing? And how are you doing it? Stop faking. And stand for Christ. And another thing. How do you expect to get your Boaz ladies? I hope you stayed to listen. How do you expect to be Ruth when you have the spirit of Jezebel? Ruth was, she made herself available. She did what she needed to do. She was obedient. She was not, you know, for angry. She was not you know, uh, combative. She didn't try to, to to destroy the man of God. She did whatever she needed to do to help the man of God to be what the man of God needed to be. And then she was submissive to that man. But all of these Jezebels out here, men and women, talking about they're looking for marriage. They're looking for this man or they're looking for this woman. Yet and still, they're walking around with the spirit of Jezebel. They're controlling they're forceful. They want things done their way. They're not willing to to uh, to um to compromise. They're not willing to do all of that. They're sleeping with this one and that one. Jezebel was a controlling spirit. Yeah, she was going around. She was doing whatever she wanted to do. She ran the prophet off, and that's what a lot of these men and these a lot of these women do. They run. The prophet, prophet and prophetess is off because they're controlling and they want things their way and they're not willing to bend or, or, or a little bit. They're not willing to, to, to compromise in the relationship, not compromising your faith, but compromise in that relationship with your mate. And some of them are just out here whoring, to be honest with you. They hop in, they, they church, they, they, they hop in from church to church. 
They church whores. They're relationship whores. They all kinds of whores. And yeah, I said it. They're whoring. You know, they stay at a church for like two to three years and then bounce to another church. Just like they stay in a relationship. They stay in a relationship for two to three years, sometimes five years, and then they jump to another relationship. They do the same thing in the church. They jump from church to church, relationship to relationship, because they're not, they're not truly called to be in those positions. And, and, and they, they pull the wool over these leaders' eyes because these leaders are not being, they're not discerning anything. Come on, man. Come on, women. Come on. Let's do this. Let's get it together, man. I love you all with the love of God and ain't nothing you can do about it. And remember, you can do all things through Christ that gives you strength. Please subscribe.